Hey, you're listening to Indie Music Diaries with me, Lockie. It's casual conversations with real musicians. And so excited to reveal the first guest in just over a month. It's Nick Reed. Nick joins me on the podcast today to talk about his business. He works as a full-time musician and does everything from DJing, playing weddings. He touches on Twitch streaming and podcasting and all that sort of stuff. So he's got such a vast experience in the field of music and specifically doing it full-time, which I think will be really interesting. Um, it's really It was really interesting to discuss and just to talk about, um, you know, what it means to do music full-time and it's something that a lot of young people want to do and hearing his experiences and his advice is, was, was just great. So hopefully if you are someone considering getting into music full-time, this episode will bring you some value. Um, but let's jump into it right now. It's episode 27 of Indie Music Diaries. Me, Lockie and Nick Reed. All right, joining me right now, very excited to have a, an incredibly talented musician who, who um, is based in my area and uh, he goes by the name of Nick Reed. How's it going, man? Good, how are you? I'm very, very well and, and I, I've honestly been wanting to get you on the podcast for a while because I've sort of been following your stuff for, as I mentioned, we, we're sort of on the same area here on the Central Coast and I've been following your stuff for a while and just straight off the bat, like I think from like the outside perspective, you seem like like one of the most productive and busiest people I know. Everything from the gig guides that you have every weekend, all the weddings that you do, and everything or everything else. So um, now I've been keen to get you on. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so there's plenty to dive into yep. um, in terms of what you do, but for people that don't know you or you know have never heard of Nick Reed, what is Nick Reed? What do you do? Oh, okay, so <laughs> I'm a, a full-time uh, musician, uh, work mainly events, weddings, um, do the pubs and club circuits as well. Um, just started releasing original music this year. Um, I've in the past like taught music to students and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm just a full-time gigger basically. So <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. How, how long has it been full-time for? Um since oh, 2017 I think on my own um, but I was doing events from about two like professionally about 2013 onwards um, full-time so yeah it's been a while. nice <laughs> yeah yeah no and as I mentioned like I mean it, it's 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 clearly going very well for you at the moment I'm just seeing all the different things that you're doing and you know as as I always do like my research to, to check up on what guests have been working on and it's just I feel like for you, there's so much going on, which is really inspiring, you know, for like, you know, for fellow artists to see like someone just killing it at their craft, which is so good. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the start, I reckon. I always like asking people sort of how they got into music in the first place. Were you playing instrument as a kid from a young age? Yeah. Where did that start? Yeah. So um, came across a guitar at a grass sale when I was seven and begged the parents to buy it and they eventually caved and they did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a bash on that for about four months, not knowing what the hell I was doing until um, my mum came across um, a guitar teacher who I went and saw for 10 years. Um, he's still one of my uh, main mentors, uh, Scott Bird. And um, when I, and yeah, pretty much from there on in, I just um, started gigging, got into bands, went on telly, um, went on radio, did all kind of the rounds with that, started playing pubs and clubs. Um, there's covered bands and 
um, one youth rock and then yeah that was just did the HSC and stuff went through all that and then life took me in different directions and then eventually ended up back in um, events and DJing and then starting my own business um, and going out on my own back in 2017 and um, yeah it's, nice. that's, that's a quick wrap <laughs> yeah yeah man I mean yeah. I'm sure there's so much in those years um, going through all that history that's so good so good to hear uh, was there ever a particular, was there a particular point in time where you knew that you wanted to do this full time or did that sort of happen along the way where you were doing all these gigs and all this stuff and, and you thought maybe this could be my full time income? Like, yeah, where did that, when, when was that decision made? Yeah, it was, it's a funny one. Cause, um, when I was a teenager, I, we were always trying to make it big, you know, like, um, uh, get, get an album, get a, get a deal or something, you know? And, and then when all that kind of fell through, I, um, we just, got roped in the HTC and then um, we would just, well, I think I say we, but like I think all of us took different directions in life, all the band members, but myself, it was um, trying to figure out that direction with career. And I started, I did a bachelor of science first year majoring in chemistry and tried to go a few different avenues. And I was a Bricky's labor for a while. And then mm-hmm. I started teaching guitar part-time and then that became full-time and then got into events. But I think it was, um, I reached a point, in uh, 2017 and I I wasn't particularly liking where I was working at the time and I just decided to um, do my own thing and after a bit of encouragement from family and friends I decided to start my own business and and um, just go out on my own and go back into gigging regularly and um, so I was quite aggressive because in terms of approaching people and trying to get work and because I had no safety nets, no backups. So I even, I joke, I tried to apply for a job at the good guys and they wouldn't take me in. So what <laughs> uh, this wasn't one of the good guys, but I basically, um, yeah, I just, I had no safety net and there was quite a lot of days, um, you know, 10, 12 hour days just behind a laptop, just trying to invite people to like, I literally messaged all my Facebook friends to like my page um, sorry about that guys um, but like just I actually got started getting blocked from all the features from regular Facebook because um, I was just driving it so hard to just um, make it work because I had a vision and I had a goal to step into weddings and do events on my own and do that full time and um, with no safety net I just went all in with it and um, it just had the only outcome that I um, could get was that it had to work and um, mm. unfortunately it did Um but yeah, it was about that time, yeah, 2017, where I was just looking at all my employers across my whole life. It just wasn't, it wasn't really working. And I just felt that I just wanted to do something more um, or have a bit more control over um, when I could work and when I wanted time off or, yeah. you know, the harder that I work, the more I can get. So becoming a business owner was um, something that's helped me grow um, as an artist, but also as a person as well. So, sorry, that was a, that was a bit of a rant, but no, so good, man, yeah. so good. <laughs> and like, it, it, it's pretty clear that you've got a very entrepreneurial spirit. Would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's it's interesting <laughs> because I mean, this going um, there seems to be a lot of like sort of discussion and debate, I guess, around sort of you know a, a lot of musicians want to be doing it full time and would love to be doing that, but it's often seen as a bit of a risk and, and sometimes, you know, the outside perspective, whether that's family or friends can sometimes be a bit judgmental when you, when, when you can sort of make a risk like that. Yeah. Um, what would your advice be to, to people 
to aspiring musicians who want to make make it full time? What are some of the key, um, I guess, characteristics and skills that you need to have and develop in order to be a musician, a DJ, whatever it is, it's sort of in this yeah. field full time. Um, you just got to be hungry. Um, I was talking to my father actually earlier in the week and he's, he said that his father, um, who's um, quite old and has about his 80s, he said he wished that um, when he was younger that he, he took more risks. And um, I think if you're at an age between, like Gary V says, um, you, if you're between the ages of 21 and 30, um, we need to kind of stop living in this safe, perfect connected um perfectly put together story or little Mm. world that our parents quite often narrate for us and we need to just go all in with things and just give it six to 12 months and go all in on something and just see what happens and I think like the best advice is just going all in and just just trying it because if you look back years from now and you didn't go all in on something then it's just always going to play on you and and um yeah, I think you're just going all in, but doing your research too and taking calculated, you know, calculated risks and, and looking at it all. And um, I mean, I obviously, when I went all in on my passion on in my business um, full time, um, it wasn't the best case scenario at all. I had a, a, a private car loan. I had a, um, I had a, a, a phone on a plane, like a brand new phone, and I just got I lumped an iPad on there on top. And so the, st- the stress of that, um, you know, was was quite enormous. And the, and the only outcome that I could get, that I needed to get from this whole thing was that it had to work. And so it was, the first year was was really difficult and it was, and growing as a person, um, it was quite stressful and learning how to deal with all that animosity and all that stress and, um yeah trying to find that balance between living life and it's this it's this massive personal journey of self-discovery um but i wouldn't change a thing but yeah i just say to young people just just go all in and and um trust your intuition like and and give it a really good go six to twelve and give yourself a bigger time frame too six to twelve months i think is really sensible um, because it's not like oh, I've been doing this for three weeks and I'm seeing no results. It's the same thing like going to the gym. You're not going to get perfect abs in three weeks. You need to be consistent. And it's, it's the everyday little movements and choices that keep moving the needle every week. Mm. So, yeah, just go all in six, 12 months and check in. Yeah, so, yeah. for sure. For yeah. sure, yeah. And again, to, to bring up another Gary V reference, I mean, even with that, like the six to 12 months thing, like, you know, Gary V preaches patience a lot yeah. and to have patience. And especially when you're so young, you know, you see so many people so so hungry for it and just want it instantly. But having that patience, I think, is such a massive thing as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, to go full time, you know, it's, as you mentioned before, it's spending hours and hours every day, like behind a laptop doing all the hard yards. And, and that's the thing, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, People might see you like playing at the pub for three hours, but you know, there's so much work that happens outside it, you know, rehearsals, having to, you know, do all the admin stuff, so much stuff around the actual like performing, I guess. It, have you ever struggled with 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 burnout and you know, this has become your full-time thing now? And I speak to a lot of musicians who have sort of fallen in and out of love with music, and I find that really interesting because um yeah, yeah, that just 
yeah, dive into that if you've got any experience in terms of burnout. And if so, if you've got any advice for when yeah. it comes to that. So I, I, yeah. I think I can say with confidence that I've hit burnout a lot, um, quite a number of times and multiple times. Mm. Um, the, the reason I'm so in love with business and with what I do, um, not only do I make an impact through my music at events like weddings and things like that, but there's a direct relationship between business management and personal development. And over the years, personal development has been a massive passion of mine, um, learning more about myself as a person, but also um, building towards self-mastery. And, and I've spent thousands of dollars on courses and videos and things and all this stuff, pretty much got every self-help book imaginable that I've gone through. Mm. Um but the best advice, like in terms of burnout, is obviously trying to keep up as much as you can with your physical health is a huge thing. Um, and as Jordan Peterson puts it perfectly, it's like just, you know, putting the right food in, you know, having the good kind of, um, you know, going to the gym, being healthy and doing all those things. Um, but when you hit burnout, it's 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 quite mentally um, exhausting and, and quite tolling. And um, I think... You know, we need, as people, I think, learning more and more about ourselves, we need to kind of learn how to be really nice to ourselves because quite often the, not, the self-talk that we have with ourselves is just not nice at all. Mm. Um, so having really nice self-talk and um, Dan Ballard, Ballard puts it perfectly, you know, nurturing the child within um, and being able to nurture and lead that person within towards prosperity um, and the other side of that is obviously the hustle culture, which does definitely have um, two sides to the coin, the side we see and the side that we don't. And, um, you know, knowing when to crack the whip and knowing when to, like, get over those those margins and, like, and be able to push yourself and, and push yourself hard. But it's a, it's a constant ongoing thing. And I think the best thing is when, when you hit burnout, it's okay to just tap out and just ha- and give yourself the rest of the day or the day or the week or a couple of days to just rest and do nothing. Um, people think that, you know, if you're a, a massive full-time musician that playing guitar is like the only thing that you love to do and it's just this big ongoing um, never-ending passion of of wanting to play guitar all the time. And, and, and my experience is it's not that case at all. I find that um, I can walk past my guitar and go, no, don't want to play you today. You know, cause I am playing it 30, 40 hours or if, if not 50 hours a week. And sometimes I just like to jump on and play league of legends or um, go to the pub and hang out with friends and do normal guy things, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important to just not have, too high expectations on yourself and know how to look after yourself and nurture yourself, but also know when to give yourself a kick up the butt to, to push, dig that little deeper and drive that little bit harder. For sure. Yeah. And man, like I love that so much, just like um, what you were saying before about sort of having that, you know, um, just encouraging yourself and saying nice, having that nice conversation to yourself. Cause we're, especially as artists, and as creators, we can be so hard on ourselves sometimes, right? Yeah. Like this, it's, I see it way too often where people get, you know, just really beat themselves up, and it's and it's and it's hard. It's hard to watch, and yeah, that's such a massive thing that I'm I'm still learning as well myself. Just to 
just yet remaining positive and, and as well, I mean, you mentioned stuff like, you know, looking after your physical health as well. Man, yeah, like so much of this stuff. Physical, man, I mean, it all ties together like the physical and mental health as well, as well right? So yeah. there's always there's links to that as well. So, but yeah, I mean, just seeing all the stuff you do and that's why I wanted to ask you about it because, you know, being a full-time artist, you know, not many people that I know that are musicians are full-time. So it was interesting to hear that insight, that's for sure. But um, yeah. with all the things that you are doing full-time and, I want to talk about sort of like the the vast array of things that you're doing because it's there's such a plethora of stuff and I mean uh, it, it seems to me I mean would you say that sort of like the wedding stuff the DJ stuff is sort of the main thing for you? Yeah, it's my it's definitely my main um, source of work mm. and income, and um, I think recently I've just been kind of aligning myself a bit more with that line of work. Um, it has a lot more. Um, emotional reward I think behind it um, I really the, the best part that I love about that whole part of my job is not um, it's not the money it's not anything in particular it's it's when I when I sit down with a couple and have a formal meeting with them like over tea or coffee or anything like that and, and the best part of my job is by the end of that half hour, hour session, um, I see people in high elevated states of stress to being totally relaxed, calm, cool, collected, and really excited so about good. their wedding day. Mm. And my favorite part of my job is taking them from that state to, you know, really being excited for their wedding day because th- there's a lot on the line. And there's a lot of money that they put down to have a good day. But my favorite part of the job is not only performing and like when I've got a guitar in my hand, I'm generally pretty happy, but having that reward of being able to have that immediate effect on people to reassure them and to have, um, get them excited about their day and then being able to perform on their day and, and have guests come up to them and tell them like, Oh, this guy's great or having really good feedback and, and just making their day really special. Um, mm. that's got a lot more reward and I get a really big kick out of, out of that. So, um, that's kind of like my main focus I'm delving into, um, and just trying to draw a bit more in, I think of the coming months. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. So good. And, and, and of course that's not the only thing that you're doing as well. Cause I mean, as I mentioned to you, actually just, just off air, you, you, you're getting into the Twitch streaming, which is great to see something I'm pretty keen to get into, um, yep. as well. And, and you've dabbled in podcasts as well. Like it's, like it's it's cool to see sort of like doing you know trying all the different things and that seems to be a good a big piece of advice that's being given to um, a lot of sort of independent musicians at the moment in terms of when you want to build your brand doing stuff like starting a podcast and being on the different platforms is the way to go. When it comes to that side of things, like what's your experience with I guess sort of the technological side of things when it comes to podcasts, uh, social media, Twitch streaming. Is this something that you're really trying to, you know, lean into a bit more? Would you would you advise like up and coming artists to to focus on on this side as uh, of things just as much as sort of the I guess the real life aspect of music? Yeah, I think so. It's it's I've been getting some really good um, like with the Twitch side of things. I'll, I'll break it down and I'll talk go through each each component. Mm, yeah. Um, the Twitch side of things has been really good because I I had some really good friends of mine really pushed for me to go on to it when I finally started getting onto it and getting good results. Um, it, I got a really big kick out of it and I started to dedicate more days of the week um, during my off time to um, be able to do it. And um, 
it's been really cool because the audience, it, I was noticing when I was starting to do some Facebook lives and some Instagram lives and all that kind of stuff, Instagram, although I've got 15, 1600 odd followers on Instagram, mm. I'd, I'd be lucky to have one person watch me for more than 30 seconds. And then yeah. uh, same with Facebook. I think the most I had was maybe 15 people watch me in any given time, even during lockdown uh, May last year. Um, and then that was kind of it. Uh, Twitch is a platform where it's kind of like a chat room, but you're the, the focal point. And um, the people that generally jump on to watch you generally watch the whole thing until you've finished. Um, so the engagement in it has been absolutely incredible. And um, I've been able to connect with people from all over the world. I've got, um, uh, I had a lady last night from Florida, uh, Rose Rebel, forget mm-hmm. it, like his name, but she um, she watched him from Florida right. and she sent me over like money as I was playing. Mm. Um, so I was playing the gig last night at the restaurant while I was playing. These people, are, um, I had someone raid me, so they sent through 50-odd people watching. Um, so I had about 50 people watching and then they started sending money and then I'm just, I'm just playing a regular um, restaurant gig. So it's a, it's a big kick. Um, so I recommend there should definitely be some more musicians on Twitch, um, especially if you're really good. If you're really good, like I think you'll do really well. Um, there's a lot of DJs on there, but I don't see a lot of musicians. And then mm. there's a lot of um, pianists that play. They'll be playing to a thousand people live while people are studying um and oh, yeah. spent money on from all over the world just to play piano on twitch um so it's super cool and i think everyone should be doing it because it's just it's almost like play at your own leisure and get paid to practice yeah um, so it's super cool the, the podcast stuff was interesting to try and get my head around what i wanted to say and do because um i did my first podcast with jc um through a facebook live um in may last year mm. <coughs> pardon me and um, I got a really big kick out of it. Um, I, it was in a space where I could provide all my experience and give away as much free advice around weddings and structures and planning and all that stuff as much as I could. And I got a really big kick out of it. So then I decided to, um, I started a, a SoundCloud account um, and then I married it up with a, um, a Spotify podcasters channel and then put it on i'm pretty sure it's on apple somewhere in the Mm. podcast section pardon me and um and then yeah so i started to like upload to soundcloud and then that would put it off to all these other places and it was just general advice around um weddings and structures and aisle songs and timings and song suggestions and things like that and um and i got a really big kick out of it so when i first started it was like the first episode was like half an hour and then I started to see, oh, well, people might prefer to have it in a bit more bite-sized stuff here and there around this subject, around that subject. And the feedback's been great because quite often I'll have um, wedding clients that have already booked me or considering on booking me and they'll actually find my podcast and they say, oh, I really, I heard your advice about what we should do for this aisle song and that really helped me understand like how it all works and and blah, blah, you know, all that kind of stuff because mm. – um, there's a lot of professional suppliers and vendors out there that do this every weekend, but to every Joe Blow that's getting married for the first time, it's um, there's there's still so much to understand, yeah. um, and what's <clears throat> what's required of you as a client. So um, I was hoping to really break down that, and that was 
um, really good because I got a kick out of helping people more than just my clients. Um, I was helping a, a, a range of people and um, it gave me a position of knowing what I'm talking about and having that all um, that authority of a very experienced mm. um, figure and it helped my branding and then it just helped my conversions. And so it was just all um, really part of integral of, of what I do. Um, so in terms of, I'd say if you're a musician, or I'd just say just do everything, give everything a try and yeah. um, <clears throat> find something that works and go in on all in on it for six, 12 months and see what it does for you. But um, yeah, sorry, I rambled a bit there. No, so good, man. No, I love hearing your insights so much because yeah, I, I'm exactly the same where like I'm, I really enjoy sort of the social media side of things and, and yeah, the whole Twitch thing seems really interesting. And I know what you mean because I've gone on there a couple of times and like you go into the music session and it's just DJs, DJs, DJs. Yeah. And you, yeah, a couple of times you get like the, the, the penist or like some guys playing guitar, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, it's something that I'm hoping to definitely get into as well. Uh, but yeah, it's so great sort of hearing sort of there's so many different aspects to sort of your business and the different things you're doing, which is great to um, great to hear about. And the other thing that I wanted to touch on as well, which is uh, really exciting that you're doing this as well because you started to release your own original music, which is really exciting. And this is great time in this podcast because this is dropping just around about the release of uh, the new one, Never Walk Away. So yeah. uh, let's touch on this, your original music. Was this something that you've always been meaning to do? And, uh, and yeah, tell us about some of this, especially if you want to f- touch on this new song, which is about to drop. Um, and yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so ever since I was probably like, um, 14, 15, 16, I really, I really wanted to make an album. It was like Mm. absolute, like before I dropped dead, I want to make an album, you know, and, um, I settled for an EP, but I'm going to be doing a, another album soon, um, in the works, but, um, it was just a definite thing I, I really wanted to do. Um, and, I actually hooked up with my old guitar teacher of 10 years, Scott, um, 2019. And um, we were talking about, he just built a recording space and um, we were talking about uh, having an original project. And then um, we were talking about whether or not we re-record some of the the rock band stuff I had in my teens. Um, And then it went from that idea to just doing a completely brand new project um with a brand new name and a brand new thing and just seeing what it was and so we we opened up a very big can of worms as to um what the hell's it going to sound like and <laughs> and what's in it and is it electronic yeah. is it this is it that you know what do you want to write about um all this stuff so it was pandora's box right from the start um it started off with one song and um we threw everything, including the kitchen sink at that. It took about 40 hours to record a three and a half minute song, yeah. um, which was lost and found was the first one that, mm. um, that I recorded, but the second one I released and um, yeah. So it was a, a massive process of finding out what I wanted to write about, um, who I was as an artist, what I wanted to sound like uh, because originally we were thinking, Oh, you know, like, me and a guitar that's just too obvious you know like we we might go for something different um check out this from um ed sheeran or you know new new pop style this that all these kinds of elements and colors and textures and things and it was literally just trying to navigate through the amazon without a map and um then 
the more and more songs that I wrote and we started to record, it just became more and more obvious that it was just about good guitars, good lyrics and, and, and me. And we just centered around this whole thing of that. And um, it really helped moving forward with how everything should be sounding and feeling and how it should all be working. Um, but it's been a really exciting process and also um, quite nerve wracking as well, because um, uh, you know, as a, as an artist, you just want things to just be so perfect or like to take off so well and mm. this whole thing that we've really like, we try to put all this control on something and we just want it to be like this big perfect thing that's presented in this perfect way. And, there was a lot of um, myself getting in the way of just releasing the music and just letting it do its thing. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting um, from a self-discovery point and a music point um, navigating through all that. Um, but, um, yeah, like the new single ne- next Friday's Never Walk Away that's released on the 25th. Um, super exciting about that. It's probably, probably one of my favourites. Um, that's coming out um, and that was when we started to understand um, I guess the nature of the kinds of songs I was writing and and the guitar styles that I was doing and um, yeah it, it getting a bit more of an understanding of oh you know like because all the parts and all my songs are pretty simple like they're not this big thing but getting to that like I think the solo, like if you've heard about to fall, the solo on that is super simple. But that took me eight hours to yeah. just get that. Right. And right. it's only like four bars. But mm. all the other possibilities and ideas and things that I had in the works at the time, we were going down rabbit holes of this, 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 and that. Mm. And then when we came to that the solo as it is played on the recording now it was like, oh, well, that's the obvious thing, but it took eight hours to get from there mm. to there. And that was actually the harmony part of the original solo that I had in there. Right. Because so, originally there was like three layers of a solo playing at once. But, um, yeah, it's it's been super interesting. And and um, as a person and as a musician, as an artist, it's been this massive disco- like discovery of... Um, navigating all the emotions and the attachment that we have to these things and um and the self-sabotage that may or may not come into play when we try to release this stuff and then the 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 criticism or the feedback that we get um from other people when that music's out there and Mm. it's this thing and whether or not people are going to like it whether they're going to say anything negative about it and all this stuff it's been easier the more and more songs i've released because i'm just i'm just more and more sure and certain that this is the kind of music that I want to release and play. Mm. This is the stuff that I want to write about and I'm okay with that. So it's been a huge journey. So <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. So good. So good. And this is going to be, yeah, so the fourth single they've yeah. released so far this year. So so good to to see that you're churning out the music as well. Yeah. Um man, thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat. Uh, it's been great just hearing you just hearing your insight on so many of these different topics. And I feel really inspired now, honestly, just talking to you. And again, that entrepreneurial spirit is coming, coming across in everything that you do. Um, so yeah, thanks so much, man. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks so much for listening to episode 27 of Indie Music Diaries with Nick Reed. If you're interested in checking out Nick's stuff, I'll make sure they have his link tree and everything linked 
down in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast. And of course, we've got so many more exciting guests lined up along the way and episodes of Indie Music Diaries dropping every single Wednesday. So a mix of guests as well as just solo episodes with just me sitting down having a chat as well. So uh, make sure you stay subscribed to Indie Music Diaries wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget... The podcast is available in video form on YouTube on the Indie Music Diaries YouTube channel. Once again, thanks, guys, and I'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.